Today is the beginning of the month, obviously the first Sunday of the month, and we celebrate our traditional service. And typically, I begin a new worship series. Uh, and I'm doing it for the next four weeks uh, so that it would tie us up into Lent, which would begin on March the 1st, and the first Sunday in Lent would be the 5th. But I'm, I'm starting a, a four-week series, and I'm calling it, You Are... That's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why get complicated? If I fill in the blanks, I don't know, man. It depends on where you're at. Because Jesus said, the abundance of your heart speaks the mouth. And I'm serious about that. So basically, what, what I'm trying to do this coming month in the next four Sundays is, is to create an awareness of who you are according to you and who you are according to God. And, and, and you know what? Uh, they don't always match. Uh, very, very few times do they match. So our identity, uh, who am I, is not based on what I think I am, but it should and would, and God intended it, to be based on who God really thinks we are. Are you with me? Get your oxygen mask. We may go down quickly. Now this water with the water. We may go down deep. But listen carefully to how we, we heard earlier how Paul deals with a whole issue when Elder Chip Sim read the, the Scripture in Ephesians. And I'm going to review that with you also. But Peter also had an idea of who we were in Christ. And notice that I am actually, Chip, can I ask you a favor? Can you go into my office, please? And in the cabinet of all my toys, can you get me my ship in a bottle? I know. I have a cabinet in my office with all sorts of toys, uh, including a gun with uh, foam that I have not actually been required to use here. Yet. So, so we're okay. But listen to and for the word of the Lord as I take Peter's concept and Peter's idea of who you and I really, really are. Listen to and for the word of the Lord. But you are not like that. Obviously, he was talking about how we're not <clears throat> really. He's comparing. But you are not like that, Peter says. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once, you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's. Once you received no mercy, now you have received the mercy of God. The Word of the Lord. This is a ship in a bottle. Now, how did this ship get in the bottle? We probably have to ask the person who emptied the bottle. Oh, 
There are many ways of doing this. And I know three ways of doing this. Ask me, and we may have a craft class on it. Uh, Yeah, I love that. But basically, the idea is the concept that this ship is very, very safe inside this bottle. Would you agree? If I throw this bottle in the ocean or in a river, we're closer to rivers and ocean, I remember. If I throw this in the Chattahoochee, where does the Chattahoochee end up? In the Okefenokee somewhere down there? Right? I don't know. I haven't followed it. Go. Oh, it goes that way. Oh, good to know. Escape route. (laughs) (laughs) So if I throw this in the river, is it going to be safer than if I just put the little boat? Why? Because it's an encapsulated, it's protected, it's covered. It's kind of safe inside the bottle. Very good. Okay. (laughs) That's a metaphor of you and I being in Christ. Okay? Psalm 46.10 reminds us, be still and know that I am God. And it's interesting that as we ask ourselves the question, who am I? We have many, many answers. Actually, the tendency is that when I ask you, who are you, the first thing you're going to tell me, I'm a maintenance man. I'm an employee for the federal government. I work for the school system. I'm retired. Uh Uh-huh. And therefore, there may be, I used to be no more. You see? So the tendency is to describe yourself by what we do, and still we're not describing ourselves by who we are. Sometimes we begin to describe ourselves as I'm poor, others say I'm rich. I am because I have these shoes or I have this purse, ladies, though it's faux. And you know what the word faux is? False in French, so make, not, make, make it not sound nice. And because I wear it, because I drive it, because I have it, I am. And thus we begin to describe ourselves by what we have. Not only by what we do, but what we tend to have. Some of us go as far as to say, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat or I'm independent. Some of us say, I don't want to know anything about that. Some of us even go say, I'm Baptist, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Muslim, I'm a Jew. I'm a vegetarian, I'm a vegan. I mean, in between, we're literally between vegan, vegetarian, and carnivore. I'm adding two days a week of vegetarian. Five days, so the redder the better. (laughs) And thus, we begin to describe ourselves by what we believe. And yet, we're not describing ourselves by who we are. I would say, people, where are you from? Who am I? I'm from the islands, the Caribbean islands. Some would say I'm European. Well, I have some of that that came through the islands too, but you know, it got lost somewhere. I'm from Africa. I'm from Asia. I'm from the north. I'm from the south. And then we begin to describe ourselves according to where we're from. But we're still not describing or speaking, who am I? So who am I? The question was pondered upon the German theologian who wrote, and this is a snippet of the poem, that next week you will have the whole version of this poem that Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote called, Who Am I? 
Am I then, he says, really that which other tells of me? Or am I only what I know of myself, quietly, restless and longing and sick, like a bird in a cage struggling for breath, as though hands were compressing my throat, yearning for colors, for flowers, for voices of birds, thirsting for words of kindness, neighborliness, trembling with anger and despotism and petty humiliation, tossing expectations of great events, powerlessly trembling for friends at an infinite distance, weary and empty, tired of praying and thinking at making, faint and ready to say farewell to it all. Who am I, this one or the other? Am I one person today, tomorrow, or am I both at once? Oh, by the way, I have the answer. Next week. <laughs> Who am I? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you can look it up. Amazing poem. But you see, we could choose to live and be what others say we are, what we quietly think we think we are. Or we can reach a point, as Augustine reached and said, and, and he basically, in, in the fourth century, this guy was asking himself the same question. Who am I? And he basically got to this answer, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until we find rest in thee. I almost read that, until we find ourselves in thee. Almost read it that way. Our text helps us to see where and how God thinks of us. We know how we think of ourselves. If I were to ask you, who are you? We know the answers you're going to give me, and I'm still going to be asking for more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Because I want to get at the real nitty-gritty of who we are, because it is in the authenticity, it is in the genuineness, not in the pretentiousness, that we actually have true fellowship. John says it in 1 John, if we walk in the light, transparent, real, as Jesus walked in the light, then we have true fellowship, true koinonia with one another. And the blood of Jesus will clean all of our sins. So our text this morning reminds us a great deal of the light that has been shown upon us. And we were talking about how Christ's birth, how His epiphany, the revelation of Christ is a new light upon us. Well, this is a new light. Look at our text. Everyone, please, I'm asking you to go to your worship guide. You have it with you. Turn to that page in the back. And we're going to begin to identify what are those things that, that, that God is telling us about who am I. In the first line, we see, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Oh, so you are blessed, yeah, with a nice wink from God? Well, I, I, no, it actually says there, uh, with every, look at that, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Then it says that we are, what? United with Christ. And that's not the airline. That basically means that we are joined together. We are hooked together. We're connected. We are grafted, Paul says in Romans. We are part of, we belong. 
And then he continues saying, we are chosen in Christ. Chosen, not so that you can boast, chosen so that you can serve. Then if you continue, we hear, what, what's the next? Adopted. Is it there? Adopted into the family of God? Well, that's one that some of us don't like. I don't like some of the people around here, you know. But yeah, we have to live. You didn't choose your family. You're making a family you thought you chose, yeah. <laughs> we don't choose our families. And guess what? We don't have the privilege of choosing either our spiritual family because God, God's self, brings us and makes us part of that family of God. We're adopted into the family of God, the text says. Then it continues saying that you are what? It, well, if we jump in, into the Peter text, we says you are chosen, right? Was it a royal priest? So that means that all of you have to have a robe like this and walk around in drag throughout town. No. Priests are not priests because of what they wear. Priests are priests because of how they speak. Priests are priests because of how they touch the souls, the hearts of others. Priests are priests because of who lives in us. And guess what? Are you one of them? I didn't hear it. Are you one of them? Well, we'll go deeper into that, what that really means. And by the way, this uh, year, 2017, we're celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation, and we'll dig into that too. Holy nation. Now, holy nation does not refer to the USA because in any way, shape, or form, the USA is holy. It's not. It's another sinful nation like everyone else, <gasps> but I think we're the greatest. Sinners, perhaps. Holy people is what's talking about. God's own possession. And I think that's yours, right? God's own possession. You're finishing with that one. I'll be at, at the end of the month, I'll be in, in, in a trip in, in, in Seattle, and uh, the Reverend Parchin will be finishing the series with that topic. You belong. You are God's own possession. She's here with us today. God's identity. See it right there? God gives you an identity. God gives you a new name. You know what the new name is? New. You're made new. Oh, no, it's not Edwin to Hayawato or something like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's you are, I'll give you a new name. New. New. Refreshed. And then recipients of mercy. But you see, that identity, that identity, we can only really, really, really get it. That identity, we can only get it if we are, if we are where? If we are in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, let us pray. Heavenly God, we, we thank you for you taking such detailed interest in our lives as to even give us a new way of looking at us, a new way of thinking about us, 
a new way of even seeing ourselves. As you see us, we should see ourselves. Not like my parents saw me, but as you see us in Christ, in Christ, with Christ, for Christ, in Christ. Amen.